Hi, and welcome to Refuse the Standard Podcast. My name is Vince Turbrack, and I'm a health and fitness coach. On this podcast, you'll have the opportunity of following my sister's journey of weight loss in 2021. As you hear throughout the podcast, although she will experience weight loss, that's not the ultimate destination. My sister and I agreed to do this podcast in hopes that it will help you in your journey. My sister is a nurse, and me being a coach, naturally we love helping others. Whether your goal is weight loss or not, the coaching and tactics used to help her on her journey can be applied to you in your journey. Remember, I'm not a doctor, so be sure to consult your doctor before beginning any diet and exercise routine. We're excited for you to follow along and appreciate you tuning in. Now let's get into this week's episode. All right, all right, here we are, the season finale of Refuse the Standard Podcast. I'm your co-host, Vince Turbrack. I'm with the one and only... April Turbrack. All righty, gang, here we are. It's been one full year. Can you believe it? Zero percent believe it. Denial all the way. Denial (laughs) all the way. So what we'd like to do in this episode is AP's going to take you through her wins, losses, and lessons of the past 12 months, where she is, um, you know, what great victories she had, what struggles, like I said. Um, so hopefully we'll get that uh, summed up, hear her great story, and then give you guys some takeaways to take on what AP learned her big three after this full year of, of working together. And uh, we'll talk more about what season two will entail at the end. So you're going to have to hang on for that one. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. (laughs) So with no further ado, here we are. Yeah. One year later. It's kind of crazy. Because we obviously, we started this conversation back in December Mm -hmm. of 2020 Mm -hmm. of, hey, April, I got this idea. How about we do this podcast? So where the idea was born from is I've, you know, AP and I, AP has been a member at the gym for 10 years. So we clearly had opportunities of working together, which a ton of success was had, but also a ton of failures were had along the way of us working together. So something different needed to happen because we wanted different results, not having April yo-yo back into the backslide. So that's where the thought was, well, then we need to do something totally different. And hey, how about we document your journey on a podcast? It's obviously a very popular platform these days. So how about we do that? Well, there was some underlying behind that is I'm a a teacher in my past history, a, a PE teacher, and AP is, of course, a nurse. So just naturally, we enjoy helping other people. Yeah. So my my pitch to AP when this all first started was, of course, we're going to document your journey. That's great. But the whole purpose of it being behind it is to help other people. And even in the sound title that you just listened to, you know, the opener is, you know, we wanted to do this podcast to help you in your journey. The things that you can take away is all the coaching that I would give someone to help them have a great journey in their weight loss, even though we know it's so much more than weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, So it all comes back to helping other people. And that's what also kind of bought me into it as well, if I can be totally honest. Yeah. So, So here we are. Do you feel, let me rephrase this, has this helped anyone? 
if nothing else, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, and I yeah, can tell you, sure. and I can tell you 100% it's helped other people. Cause I've had other people reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, when's the next episode? This is amazing. It's helping me out as well. Yeah. So definitely helping others. Yes. Yes. And I do, I'm being a little modest. I've had people come up to me and like, oh my God, I've, I've listened to your journey. I've seen your journey. Cause I share it all on, on Instagram and Facebook and like, help me be where you are. And even just having these conversations with people and like, listen to the pod. So many people I've referred to like, listen to that first or maybe second episode where we're like power phrase and all these things and to, you know, oh, I listen and like, that makes so much sense. So yeah, we, we, I think we've helped some people along the way. Heck yeah. So mission accomplished and obviously, yeah, let's get into it. Wins, losses, lessons. Let's talk about what this year uh, held for us in regards to uh, what we were trying to accomplish. Yeah. So let's start with the <clears throat> smallest thing first. And for some, this would probably be the biggest thing. It'd be we are 46 pounds down and, and holding strong, like still continuing to lose. Um, so 46 pounds down, let's put that into a little bit of perspective. There's mm-hmm. 52 weeks in a year. Mm-hmm. So that's about, that's almost one pound every single week. Yeah. And out of the 52 weeks of the year, how many nights did you go to bed starving and famished? Zero nights. Zero nights. So you were able to lose almost a pound a week for mm-hmm. 52 straight weeks yeah. without having any nights of starving yourself. Correct. Okay. Yes. So remember, this isn't 146 pounds that you lost. No. Nope. Because do you think we could have done that if we wanted to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. And what I would have had her do was go rent The Biggest Loser. Yeah. I would have had her watch all 17 seasons because The Biggest Loser got a lot of success as far as helping people get massive weight loss. Mm-hmm. They had zero reunion shows for a reason. Because extreme exercise with extreme dieting does not stand the test of time. Having my weight loss clients, and April is one of them, losing more than a pound or two a week, I start to get a little bit concerned that you might be doing some things drastically in order to reach your goals. And and what I have to remind you is what's more important that you get the goal or keep the goal? Keep it. And you got to take a second to sit with that and think with it. And of course, the answer is to keep it. Yeah. So the path that we're on, the fact that you've gone zero nights of starving, what's the likelihood that you can continue doing this until you get down to the absolute weight that you want to? Yeah, 100%. Awesome. And I think what's really remarkable about it, if you look at like my calories in the beginning, I like a little bit more, I almost feel like I'm eating more now than I was in the beginning because I think a little bit in the beginning, maybe I had the mindset of like, I'm going to just, you know, here's these calories that we're working on, but I'm just going to try and skim the barrel. And I think it took me learning some of that. So if, to feel like I'm eating more calories now and I never miss out on, on what I want to have or what I want to do because I'm worried about like, I can remember like being on track on diets in the past and then being like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go to this family dinner. I don't want to go be around food. Like I'm, I'm so good. I'm on track. This is going to throw me off track. So I'm not going to go. And like, there's, there's, there's no track. Like I eat, I move, I feel good. That's awesome. Do I, do I track my calories? Yes. But do I feel like there's just this one straight line that I have to follow to get where I want to be? No. And I can't, I, to anybody who asks me about my journey, it's like, it's not a straight line. 
Cool. And do do you do you step on the scale on a pretty regular basis? Uh, daily. Daily. And the whole purpose of stepping on the scale isn't to measure our success with your weight loss. It's to measure two things. And if you're someone who steps on the scale daily, I cannot emphasize this enough. The purpose, the purpose of a hammer is to, to put a nail in the wall. Yep. If you use the right tool for the right job, things are great. Sure. You use the wrong tool for the job and things become disastrous. Sure. If you're stepping on the scale because you think that that is who you are or you're trying to get down to a number to then tell you who you are, that is the wrong tool for the job. The purpose of the scale is to help us better understand how many calories you can and could be eating to help you reach the goals that you want to reach. So it's a tool to help us better understand how much we can feed you. And then it's also to help us better understand your body fat to muscle ratio. And AP saying that her calories are going up while her body weight's going down is a really good indicator that her body, her her muscle mass is increasing while her body fat is decreasing. And that is hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Yes. So because we can't have you, you know, get um, body fat measured on a daily basis because it's kind of a pain in the bum to do. And it's a little expensive. And it's, it would be a little expensive. <laughs> this is another way you stepping on the scale and us and us better understanding your calories and we can better understand what's happening to your body fat percentage. So if you're someone who steps on the scale, the purpose is to better understand how much food you can be eating and which direction your body fat percentage is going in. If you're using the scale for anything different than that, you're using it for the wrong thing. Agreed. Okay. Preach that. Shoot. Hallelujah. Hear that. Because I get the, you know, when people talk about my journey or hear that I weigh myself daily, it's like, oh, don't you think you're becoming a bit obsessive? Don't you think that's a bit much? And I'm like, but how, when that number means so little to me, like it's more just a, a number on a graph, on a, on a chart that we, you know, look at. So I'm, I'm glad that you, and like broke it down to the why. People need to hear that. And until you feel like you can step on the scale for those reasons, maybe you don't step on the scale or do like I did in the beginning. And I'm just like, bro, here's my number. Like, please don't, I'm not going to stress about it. And now I get on there every day. I'm like, okay, cool. That's where we're at. Slide right back under. Love it. All right. So victory, 46 pounds down. Mm-hmm. Next. Yeah. So um, as we've talked about the gym, my gym, my home. Oh, God. I'm getting a little choked up, but it's okay. Um, CrossFit Reviver. Yeah. <clears throat> the gym I owned for 10 years. We shut down this past July. AP was a member from day, day negative, day negative yeah. one. <laughs> So, and by far our most attended member, hands down, at minimum, probably double and second place <laughs> on her attendance. So she obviously had a lot of love and affinity and um, value in the place. So her moving yeah. gyms, the reason we're bringing this up, it, it was a really big deal for her to move gyms and to be okay with it and to to still stay in the swing of, of working on her workout. So for some people going to a new gym is like exciting, like sweet, yeah. I, I'm finally moving on to a new place, you know, type of a deal where this was actually a really big barrier or obstacle that could have definitely taken things one way or the other. So this was about halfway through our journey. Now, yeah. AP knew about it a, a bit sooner than that. Yeah. Um, so she was she was able to be pretty prepared, but still doesn't take away from the 
from the sadness or, you know, the challenge of moving on. Yeah. And I can remember that conversation that we had and just like in the moment, a very reactionary feeling was just like my world was ending. Like I I couldn't, you know, be sympathetic for my brother who's telling me that he's moving on to a new business or like his business is closing. I couldn't think of anything else other than like how bad it hurt me. Um, but then, yeah, we, you know, we kind of, I, I grieved it. I went through the process and yes, I know this is probably unrelatable because most people don't feel this way towards their gym. But when I was like, you know, not doing well or just kind of feeling like I was fumbling or failing through life, there was always someone there in that gym who would pick me up by my jacket, just pull me up, dust me off, move me on like you're fine. Like the career that I have right now, I got because of someone I met at Reviver. So it was just like a family and a home. Anyways, sorry, long story. I'm sobbing now, but it's fine. The important thing is, you know, the, the gym closed down. Our, our last event thing was on a Saturday. Sunday was a rest day anyways. And Monday I went right into like, you know, let's let's try new gyms. Let's figure this out. And I have, you know, had a new gym and I'm quickly on track to become their most attended member. <laughs> and and just, you know, very happy with the progress that I'm seeing and, and their program and stuff like that. So it's a good... Cool. Happy thing that comes out of that sad story. Yeah. So what you're probably going to notice here a little bit is as AP goes through her wins, her wins are actually overcoming things that could have been losses. Yeah. yeah. So her, her losing the gym, she turned around and turned it into a victory saying, guess what? Got to find a new place. Yeah. And now I'm back to that place and back to crushing it. Cool. Yeah. And I can actually like... I, as I'm going through this journey, I like take more mental snapshots and I can remember the moment of feeling like, okay, this sucks and this is so sad, but the best way to deal with this is just start attacking it right away. So find gyms, sign up. Like the only way you're going to get through this is to just keep moving forward. And I feel like that's a skill that we worked on about a year ago and have just strengthened and strengthened um, moving on. So then the last thing that I wrote as far as like a big win for me, and we talked about this a little bit in in the last episode, and I think maybe there will be more on it in episodes to come possibly, but starting back dating again. Um, And not, you know, because, oh, I have to find a husband or I need to be married or uh, dating to me is a win because it's me believing in myself. It's me believing in myself enough to put me out there. I think what has kept me from putting myself out there for so long is just like this awful, negative, disgusting thought of, well, I'm too fat. Like no one could love me. No guy's going to want to date me. I'm, I'm too big. And just knowing that that's not true and it's not because I've lost weight that I feel like someone could love me. It's because I love myself so much more than I did when I started this journey. Like working on myself has shown me like, holy cow, I'm, I'm a good hard worker. I'm so kind and caring. Like, you know, I really care about people and, and only want the best for people and want to help. And that that's someone that deserves to be loved and, and should be loved. And because I can love myself, I feel like now somebody else can, we can open the door to someone else loving me. Okay. So <clears throat> three big wins, the recap down 46 pounds. You overcome a really big challenge in your life that was a part of your life for 10 years. Yeah. 
and and overcame it and moved on and is finding success in it. And the last victory, which we would probably easily not even argue is the most important one, yeah. is believing in yourself. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, so a, a year ago, if I would have said, all right, AP, so this is what's going to happen <laughs> is you're going to lose 46 pounds. You're going to overcome, you know, this 10-year relationship with this amazing gym that you've grown to know, love, and be a part of who you are type of a deal. You're going to move on from that and find success moving on from it. Oh, and you're going to believe in yourself so much that you're excited to put yourself out there in the dating world. What would AP a year ago, if I would have told her those are all the things you're going to achieve? I don't know that I would have believed you. Yeah. So I don't know that I would have felt that all that would be possible in a year. Perfect. <laughs> to be honest. And so what I find so incredible about that is it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And now it's true. Yeah. And now here's the crazy part, though, is what, what I often hear with clients that I chat with on the phone initially is where they are in their circumstances of why they're on the phone with me, that that's an unbelievable position that they're in. Because one of the questions I ask them is, hey, tell me about when you were in the best shape of your life. Mm. So, you know, most of my clients, 35 to 45 year old men and women, busy men and women, mostly parents. So they, I typically hear the answer of, oh, it was in my 20s. I was in my 20s, you know, wasn't married yet, didn't have a family yet. I was in great shape. And my question to them is, what if I would have came up to you and said, hey, over the next 15, 20 years, you're going to completely let it go. You're going to gain that 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. You're going to hate working out. You're going to eat like dog crap, feel like dog crap all the time. Yeah. And you want to know what they say to me? That would have been un. Believable. Yeah. Wow. But guess what? It's real. Yeah, You're is. now that person. Yeah. And that's super sad and it super sucks. Yada, yada, yada. But what if we think about the unbelievable things on the other side? Yeah. And if we just freaking put our mind to it, get someone to freaking help you along the journey, you can do unbelievable things on the other side as well. So yeah. that's so that's pretty uh pretty cool. Okay, cool. Where where are we at now? Um, oh, there is one more. How did I ever even, I got one more. And this one is really an unbelievable thing. Like, holy, truly, I have not had a binge. I have, I struggle with binge eating disorder in the past, struggled. I have not had a binge since we started this whole time. And I, the amount of mental energy that is freed up by my need to no longer binge. Because when I say like any little thing could trigger that, and then I'm like, now I need to binge. I need to get home. I need to not be here where I, 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 have, I, I have so much mental freedom around this. And I never, this is un, truly unbelievable. I would have said, no, I'm, I'm still always going to have that desire. I'm going to need it. This is something I need. I don't need it anymore. And I don't, like, I, you can't, that's, I don't know. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Like to not need to do that or to not need to have that in my life to, to cover up whatever I was trying to cover up with it is incredible. Mm. Okay, so another unbelievable. It's okay to have unbelievable victories. Yeah. 
Because often the case is we have these unbelievable disasters. Yeah. But now we're having unbelievable victories. And that's just so important. So as far as as far as the the binge eating and and being able to because I'm guessing I'm guessing there's either been situations that in the past you would have said, This is a situation where I can binge. Yeah. Or there's been thoughts where you're like, holy crap. I haven't binged in a little while. Maybe I should binge. So my yeah. question to you is, what what has allowed you to overcome the situations that would normally trigger a binge? And then when you when you think, oh, I haven't binged in a while, maybe should I do that? What what causes you to be like, get out of here? No, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, so I think bigger picture, if we just looked at this like 10,000 foot view, it truthfully was just learning to love myself, which I know sounds like a dumb thing, dumb concept, but I needed to learn that for myself. And I think, you know, binging was somewhat of a destructive behavior, whether I was sad, bored, lonely, it was like, okay, I need to do this because I'm not worthy of love. I don't, I don't, I'm bored because I don't have any friends because nobody loved and none of that is true. So I think bigger picture, it was this learning to love myself. But in the moment, initially, it was just like little things like I would just get him hop in my bed at night, like drink my tea, brush my teeth, lay under those covers. And this sounds dumb, but it worked for me. And I was like, happiness, despite happiness, despite what does happiness, despite look like? Why is happiness, despite important? Why are we doing this? Why are we on this journey? And amazingly, night after night of doing that, I had to do it less and less. Um, and then like some of the, and I shared this in the beginning episodes, in the beginning, some of those thoughts would kind of crop up where I would kind of feel like that thread of like, if I follow this thread, it leads to that big tangle that I don't want to be in. And I would literally snap my fingers right in front of my face. It sounds so dumb. I know, but it was just like a moment of like, Hey, what are we thinking here? What are we doing? Is that helping anybody? Is any of that even true? And it, that little snap just gave me the moment to like, come to the present and be like, no, it's not true what you're saying. And it's not true what you're thinking and feeling. And why are we thinking and feeling? And I think just doing that day by day, and that kind of just like helped me to get through all the bad self-talk that I was saying to myself Mm. to love myself even more. (laughs) Awesome. So if, if any of you are just listening to the first time or haven't listened to any of the first few episodes, happiness despite is April's power phrase. Oh, yes. The power phrase is something that we helped her build in one of the first couple of episodes, and it's what I help all of my clients build. Refuse the standard is my power phrase. Um, so in here, AP say happiness despite, that's what she's referring to. Yes. Good, okay, good so <clears throat> victories, you know, this no longer feeling like binges are necessary, which obviously binges just would take you down a slippery slope yep. of... of coming nowhere close to reaching your goals. So a a huge victory um, that you overcame and it over, it, it overcame from having a powerful mindset. It overcame from you realizing it was the wrong tool for the job. Yes. You overcame it by having accountability, by being able to reach out to me. Yes. If, if, and when things you, you were pulling, you decided to pull a little too far down that, yeah, down yeah. that rabbit hole. Get you right to the down. tangle and yeah. be stuck there. Um, yes. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you for bringing up the accountability. That is huge. 
what to just like know that like hey you have a resource you have someone to talk to and i think even people that like even if you don't have a coach like you have a friend or family member that loves you for you that can know that you can be 100% honest know your journey and that you could text them and say hey here's what i'm thinking here's what i'm feeling i just need to talk to somebody and i feel like most people have that in their life and i'm honest when i say if i need to be that person for anybody listening look me up. I got you. Like, you you know, just having that accountability. And I don't even know if accountability is the right word, just like resource or like just somebody out there, you know, knowing that like, if this fell apart, I I got, you know, someone's got me. Someone loves me enough or cares about me enough to be there. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I do think accountability is super important. And what makes accountability work so well is is the other person knowing your goal and why that goal is important to you yeah i think what also needs to be said by both parties and this is my statement to all my clients this is my statement to you is i can't save you sure only you can save you i can't save you i can serve you yeah and when you do reach out to me I, i can respond i can help i can do whatever and i would say as your coach this year that's something dramatically different you did this year is you saved you yeah and then you just allowed me to serve you sure and so were there multiple times that you reached out saying hey do you mind looking at my tracker keep get you mind putting an eye on that and just tell me what your thoughts are yeah hey i think i'm going down a little bit of a slippery slope mind if we have a conversation yes hey we haven't done a podcast in a hot second you mind if we get on that podcast again so the biggest difference maker is you saving you. Yeah. That's because true. no one else can. Right. Not the greatest coach, not your best friend, not your mama. Yeah. You have to save you. Yes. Now, hopefully you can find someone that will help serve you, that they have the expertise to be able to guide you along the journey and give you feedback in a way that allows you to keep having success. Yes. Cool. All right. So as far as losses go, as far as losses go, were there any losses this year? I mean, we can we can spin this into a win, but the only like maybe struggle we'll call it would be um, the week coming out of Thanksgiving. And the only reason I view it as a loss is I stayed stuck longer than I wanted to stay stuck, longer than I had been staying stuck. I didn't binge. I did was eating over my calories, but I just was like, girl, you're stuck. Like, what are you doing? And it just took some time to reach out for help. Um, I feel like Thanksgiving went really well. Like I had zero, you know, reservations around food. We ate, had a great time, you know, woke up the next day, went and got a fantastic, fun little workout in. And then just for some reason that like next, you know, like Saturday through what maybe like Thursday or something of the next week, I just was like, eat, you know, eat throughout the day. And then at night was like, eat, 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 eat. Um, which, you know, I track everything so meticulously, like via my activity tracker and my fitness, whatever, I know kind of some numbers and some things. And I do know that um, this scenario trended along when I was most susceptible based on my cycle to experience a need for increased calories. So not that that like makes it as an excuse, but it is cool in hindsight to look back and be like, okay, well, one, we didn't binge. Two, it makes sense physiologically speaking. And three, you did reach out for help, but it just, it, it went on a little longer than I think. 
Like, I kind of made myself miserable about it for a couple days before I was like, hey, bro, what's going on? Like, I just need accountability or help or whatever. Cool. And so <clears throat> so what's what's great about the program is no one expects – well, I don't expect you to be perfect. <laughs> Maybe other programs expect you to be perfect. I don't expect you to be perfect. Okay. And I don't expect any of my clients to be perfect because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not perfect. Sure. <laughs> okay. So now that we got that all on the table, you know, my my coach, I have a coach. I have a coach. I believe coaches should have coaches. I believe a lot of people, sh- pretty much everyone should have a coach. Okay. Sure. So I have a coach. And what my coach taught me is reflection, revelation, revolution. Ooh. So looking back on, looking back on the Thanksgiving when Thanksgiving appears itself again next year, or if we were to go back in time to that Thanksgiving, what would you have wanted to do differently? Or what will you do differently in the future? Yeah, I don't know that I would have specifically changed Thanksgiving because I really feel like Thanksgiving was a success. I mean, the struggle with Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think just reaching out sooner. Like, I knew I felt some kind of way. And instead, and like, honestly. And roughly how long was that? How long did you wait to reach out? It was like about a, a full week. Of okay, so seven days of... of Just be eating more. And like maybe the first day you don't quite get it. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I had a hard workout. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, like day two, day three. And so reaching out by day three, four, five would be sooner. And yeah. what would be the benefit of reaching out sooner than waiting a whole week next time? Well, truthfully, in the scenario, you could have, you know, like, like I looked back at the numbers, could have just been like, hey, like, no, look at, you're at a time, you maybe needed a little more increased calories. Nothing dramatic happened with my weight. Like nothing happened. So you may have been able to like, just give me some perspective that I wasn't seeing because I wanted to like revert to old habits of thinking like this is how the slippery slope starts is what my fear was that that was happening. And I think you could have corrected that train of thought real quick with like, like I said, what, what really are your, you're still tracking, you know, you're, you know where you're at, you know, we know where your weight's at. Like maybe you need a little bit more cal. And truthfully this whole time, I've kind of trusted my instincts when it comes to my calories, real right? Mm-hmm. Like, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe even just, like, re- reached out sooner and then you could have been like, hey, first off, relax. The world's not burning down. We're all right because you do a good job of that. I like to live up here. You live about here. So we kind of come to a pretty good agreement. So I think, yeah, definitely reach out sooner and just 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 get the help. When, when you know you need it. When you start having those thoughts like, ooh, things are going crazy. My world's crashing mm-hmm. in around. Reach out. Yeah, cool. And, uh, okay, so love it. And then, so not a ton of losses. And like I said earlier, we were going to spin a lot of the losses into to wins anyways. So overall, yes. a very successful year. It doesn't mean that yes. you weren't faced with challenges. Yeah, What right. you did was you had a reflection, a revelation, a revolution, got a little better yes. and got a little better and got a little better. So you used each of what what could have been losses turn them into victories to keep the momentum rolling forward. Yes. Cool. Love it. So then as far as finishing up here, what were the lessons um, throughout this year that you'd like to share? Yeah. And I like to, in my mind, instead of like lessons, it was like the way I thought about it is like, what made this time different? Mm. Because I know a lot of people listening 
have gone through the journeys that I've gone through. Like, yes, my journey is unique, but I know so many people that have done this huge up and down, up and down, up and down. And so I was like, I don't want to say like, these are my lessons, but like, this is why I think it's stuck this time for me and how it could stick for you too. Um, So number one is mindset. Before we even talked about my fitness pal, about food, about a calorie, which I mean, like I already knew all that. I knew what a calorie was. But anyways, we talked about my mindset. We said, like, what is your why? And and honestly, I feel like you did it in such a way that it was just so just like an easy process. Like I don't I didn't even know that I was working on my mindset because you just kind of gave me in chunks Here's this question. I need you to just look at it. What do you think? Fill some things out and send it back to me. Okay. And by doing that, I was like, oh, wow, that was just my why. That was my why and why and why, you know, until you exhaust that. That's the whole thing. Listen to episode two again. Um, And then, you know, my power phrase, same kind of deal. I feel like, you know, happiness despite happened just like over a text message conversation that you were like, what is something, you know, like, look at these characteristics, blah, blah, blah. Now, what is something that like, it'll stick in your brain so you can come up with it quickly. Because when these, you know, binges or bad thoughts or whatever happen, you need this like a sword, like, here it is. And just like happiness, despite I said it, and it was like, there it is. Cool. Um, so yeah. So the, so the goal became happiness, despite. Yeah. The goal became living that out. Yes. And so what we simply did is, you know, the coaching isn't about fitness and nutrition. That's not the end all be all goal. Right. The goal is to use fitness and nutrition as the tool to reach your real goal. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what unfortunately a lot of people get themselves into trouble of signing up for a program is they let the fitness and nutrition be the goal. Yeah. Right. And although they're obviously extremely important there, it's still not the end all be all. Right. What the heck is your goal? What are you really chasing? I'm telling you, it's not a number on a scale. No. I'm telling you, it's not a six pack. I'm telling you, it's not a freaking X mount deadlift or a yeah. mile run or doing your first 5K. Those are not your real goals. No. I'm not saying they're not goals. It's just not your real goal. It's not what you put on planet Earth to freaking get figured out yeah. and achieve. But so so now now April's real goal is to live out happiness despite. Right. So then the question is, does your nutrition affect happiness despite? Yes. No doubt about it. Because yeah. food is chemicals and chemicals affect how we think and feel and look and all these other things. And on a daily basis, we have to eat. Yes. So there's no like overlooking it or just pushing it off to the side because it plays such a big role on how you think, how you feel, yada, yada, yada. So that's why it has to be in order, but it's not the goal. It's in order to then help you achieve your goal. Same thing with the fitness side of things. I could give two craps on how many calories AP burns, what her new PR is type of deal. Although some of those things are cool and, but that's, that's it. They're just like, cool. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's moving on because that's not the goal with the fitness is when you move, do you feel better compared to not moving at all? And obviously I'm just taking two extremes of it and it's like, of course it does. So now the exercising needs to be about you moving so that you continue to feel good so that when you feel good, you go achieve what the real goal is. Yeah. Um, so sure. um, just tying in the mindset side of things is 
we got to put the 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 brain power on the right thing and it's not on your fitness and nutrition it's about what the real goal is and just using fitness and nutrition as your tools agreed yeah heck yeah um so that was my number one mindset mindset my number three but i'm gonna say it first because it came first but it's anyways (laughs) (laughs) is uh trusting my coach Um, so I kind of wrote a little thing, so just bear with me. So I said, you know, I've known for a long time how smart my brother is. Like, he's a smart guy. I know he knows what he's doing. I've seen him change lives, right? But I think just me as a baby sister, never fully giving in to trusting him. Like, I was like, "Uh, you know, like, I know he knows, but he doesn't know me. How many times have I told you that? But you don't know what it's like to be almost 300 pounds, like, Right. And that's me not trusting you. That's me saying you could never even empathize. You couldn't even imagine what I might be going through, which is so far from the truth. But so, you know, I just never trusted the process. And in the ending of 2020, as we started to talk about this and he's like, we're going to do this podcast and, you know, here, answer these surveys and answer these questions and come up with your power phrase. And I just like said to myself, like, what would happen if we trusted him for one year? Just trust him all the way. Like, let him, you know, guide this ship because you're trying to do it your own stubborn way has been leading the ship ashore for too long. Like we're, we're under siege. Like we need, so I literally said, okay, for the good, bad, the ugly, like even if he doesn't get me, like I'm going to trust it. I'm going to let see what we can come out of this. And just bit by bit, like as I trusted him more and like gave up more to the process, I was like, I'm not actually trusting him though I do. This is me trusting myself. Like, this is me believing that I can do that, which is number two, because it's more important to trust myself than trust my coach. But I needed to trust the coach first before I could trust myself. So, yeah, just going through this process, I just said, like, bro, here it is. Like, take the wheel, figure this out. And you, through your Jedi mind trickery, were like, well, actually, you're still driving the ship, but fine, we'll let you think I'm driving it, right? And and through that, like, help me to you know, trust myself and not that I've never gotten results on weight loss before, but I've never felt this like mental freedom around food and happiness and truthfully feeling like I can help people through this. I can help myself. I can help other people. And as the nurse in me is just like, hallelujah, let me help someone. Even if it's just like, you know what? I inspired you to freaking eat broccoli today or drink some water. Like God bless that such a huge thing. So trusting my coach, trusting myself. So number two, which you said (laughs) number three is trusting yourself. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So in, in reflection, number one was working on your mindset. Yes. Number three, but said number two was (laughs) trusting your coach. Yes. And then number two, but said number three (laughs) was, uh, trusting yourself. Yes. And so as far as takeaways go, what I heard, what I heard you say at the finish of this was I can help other people. Yeah. And that's exactly, exactly what I want people to get from the program. Yeah. That this isn't just for you, you selfish son of a bitch. (laughs) You were making an impact. (laughs) 
Okay, so although I do fully agree, you do need to be selfish. You do need to take opportunities throughout every single day to take care of you and only you. Yep. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. But the purpose of doing that is to be able to take care of others. Yeah. Now, that's why I personally I work with so many parents is because I can so relate as being a parent that these kiddos that the apple does not fall far from they the tree. They see it all. Okay. So <laughs> obviously knowing what April experienced in our childhood and that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And so for April to be able to sit here and be like, I'm not trying to take care of other people to void out my obligations to myself. It's that I'm taking such good care of myself and look it and feel it that someone else needs to look and feel this because I know there's someone out in the world that is missing this yeah. and they need it as well. Heck yeah. And that's the exact thing that I want the program to conclude with is you helping someone so much, not as your avoidance to taking care of yourself, right. but as an expression of Oh my gosh, I never knew what it meant like to actually look, feel this way before. And I can't wait to share it with other people. Yeah. Because that is, to me, our purpose on life is to ultimately take care of other people. But not at the, not at the cause of taking care of ourselves. Because you have to do that as well. So I would say, in conclusion, <laughs> a pretty darn successful year. Heck yeah. Um, and, you know, I just had, as I'm reflecting back on the conversation, like I said, you know, I have so many conversations with people where I'm saying it's, it's unbelievable that you're at this position right now. You're so out of shape. You're so overweight. You're so tired. You're so heading down a deep, dark path that you thought was so unbelievable 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And here you are saying, I'm, I'm going up in an unbelievable way. Yeah. And so that's exactly what I want to help people do is, is go up the unbelievable way. Shit you never thought was possible. And we're going to do it with fitness and nutrition, but not because fitness and nutrition is the goal. No. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so with that being said, a super successful year. Yeah. I'm super proud of both of us for sticking to the guns. So proud. We did a whole, whole year of podcasting, were we perfect? No, no, of we not. already we already agreed that we but were not going to be perfect. The genius of this is, I thought we weren't going to be perfect because I was going to go rogue on people and like just fall off the face of the earth. We weren't perfect, mostly because I got really busy. Yeah, and life we wanted happened. to try and do two two a month turned into one a month. Life happened it, for sure. It happened. So, um, so we're super super proud. Thanks for listening to us boast yeah. about how proud we are of each other. <laughs> um, so, um, I just I just hopefully to say that of like set a goal. Yeah. Set a goal and guess what? Unbelievable things can happen. Yes. Get a coach, unbelievable things can happen. Work on your mindset, unbelievable things can happen. Use the right tool for the right job, unbelievable things yeah. can happen. Put yourself out there. Um, trust yourself. Trust yourself. Put, you know, get some guidance. Obviously, AP said she's more than willing to, you know, reach out. She'll she'll give you any kind of guidance or help. Obviously, I'm here to help give any guidance and help. Um so as far as conclusion of season one, this is season one in the wraps. Yeah. And uh, we'll we have big, exciting news for what to come on season two. You're just going to have to follow along to see what that is. Ooh. Any final words? 
No, thank you for a fantastic year. Thank you to anybody in this universe that is listening to this podcast that reached out on Instagram, on Facebook, in person, just helped me kind of push along this journey knowing that someone else might have gotten benefit from it. So like y'all are the real MVP and I wouldn't be sitting here in absolute shock and awe of the fantastic year that I've had without every single comment, every single listen. Thank you guys. Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah, we weren't just speaking into the abyss. (laughs) There was other people that you guys were giving us feedback on and enjoying this and wanting more and where the heck's the next episode yeah. <laughs> um, to so to know that we set the mission to actually help people and it was helping people just absolutely meant the world to us. So cheers to uh, an unbelievable 2021. Yes. Um, cheers to all you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and yeah. season two to come. Wait to hear more details. Bye. See ya. <laughs>